Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today you have the 1983. We're doing a redraft again. This is mm-hmm. some of our favorite stuff to nerd out about, but you brought to the table, being that it's fantasy season, let's redraft it fantasy style for That's fantasy good. football. Yeah. So if we want to pull up our draft board, we set ourselves some rules because the draft covers a lot of different players. And if you're a common fantasy player, one of the things you're going to say is, wait, what about the defensive players? It's, right. In fantasy, you only get to play one defense. Right. Well, we prepared for this. Okay. We must draft two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. We can pick an extra flex. And then we decided for the defense and offensive linemen, we must pick two linemen. Defense, offensive. It can be either or. Yep. And then... They must. We must have two backs of some defensive kind, meaning defensive back, cornerback, linebacker, safety, something along those lines. Yeah. So we're giving ourselves a little bit of variancy. You may get surprised. I know there's one player in my top 15 that doesn't fit this category that I might try to squeeze into flex, but okay. Greg might snap back at me, but that's okay. <laughs> This is just a chance for us to try something new that's, I think, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So this will be the 1983 draft class. Yeah. So we can only pick players that were drafted in 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, which loaded is draft. Loaded. Yeah. This draft <laughs> is, is probably the, the biggest draft of ever, of all time in the NFL. So. This is going to be hard. This <laughs> is actually going to be legitimately very hard, and I'm very excited to try and I feel like you're going to smoke me in this redraft <laughs> because you have like all of this prior knowledge. You have the eyeball test, and I'm going off of numbers. Yeah, so right. I'm excited to see where we go, but I'm not going to lie. Some of these names I know are, are home runs. So the first yeah. couple rounds will be fun for me, and I think the last five, six rounds for you are going to be a blast. Right, right. <laughs> so let's start. I'll all give right. you the first pick. Thank you. Okay. All right. And, um, again, you have to pick. Um, you can pick any position you want in any order yeah um, but obviously you can't pick three quarterbacks you can only pick two and stuff like that so yeah well i i know my first pick okay and i'm not gonna hold oh you're beating me there already i could see you in your face you're beating me there but in the 1983 fantasy redraft i'm taking john elway first okay um traditionally in fantasy drafts you don't take a quarterback first overall but in this case i just want to get maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He was clearing away the first pick in this mm-hmm. draft. I will say Eric Dickerson might argue just because of his resume, but I love John Elway. People love John Elway. There's Super Bowls. He's a Hall of Famer, nine-time Pro Bowler. Um, all of a sudden, I accidentally closed my page, but that's okay. Uh, let me pull it back up. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's a Hall of Fame, nine-time Pro Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champ, 87 87- Offensive player, MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP, all-90s team, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And, I mean, he is, in some way, there's another quarterback that will go in this draft. But the two of them together are the quarterback's quarterbacks. Like, these are the guys. And when I think John Elway, there is no Patrick Mahomes without John Elway. There's no Brett Favre without John Elway. He is the prototype that gives us the modern quarterback, the one that can move and has a cannon of an arm. Yeah. So a couple interesting things about John Elway in this Fire. draft. First of all, he wasn't drafted by Denver. 
So he played yeah. he played his whole career with the Broncos, but he was actually drafted by the Colts. And yeah. back then they were the Baltimore Colts, not the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. So he was actually drafted by the Colts and then I believe he was traded to the um to the to the Broncos. Yeah, cuz he said that he didn't want to play in Baltimore. Right. He would was, rather play baseball. Exactly. And it was it was the Eli Manning, well, Eli Manning came after, but Eli Manning if people don't know this, he was actually drafted by the San Diego Chargers. And he said, I am not going to play in San Diego. So he was <laughs> traded to New York Giants and had a Hall of Fame career as well. But, yeah, John Elway, he played, um, man, how many years did he play? Like, forever. Yeah, forever years. <laughs> um, for Denver, all one team, which I, I always love that about players. Um, won two Super Bowls with them. Um, one Super Bowl, yeah. he beat the Packers, which was double sweet for me, but mm. whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he's still, I mean, he's just, he's a name in Denver. He's hes just, yeah, he's just great player all around, great yeah. pick. So I will give you John Elway, no problem there. <laughs> However, I you can, have a good, you have a tough choice here at number I two. I do have a tough choice because, again, there's so many good players in this 83 draft. Um, but I am going to um, not go out on a limb because this is pretty, um, pretty, predictable i guess but i'm gonna go jim kelly um oh yeah. whoa jim kelly so <laughs> i am i am dumbfounded you know what i can make an argument i understand why you're taking him i love jim kelly yeah. i thought i was gonna get him okay well you didn't yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah jim uh, kelly um great player obviously hall of famer quarterback uh for the buffalo bills played there for what 10 12 years something like that yeah um Led them to four uh, Super Bowls, lost all four, but still led them to the Super Bowls. So um, the problem the Bills had in the 90s is they had to play the Cowboys. And the <laughs> Cowboys were one of the best teams of all oh, time in the 90s. From top down. Top down. It yeah. was insane. So, Jimmy. Yeah. <sighs> so I feel bad for Buffalo, but Jim Kelly had a great career. Um, Hall of Fame, five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Um, again, he's one of those players that you think of Buffalo, Jim Kelly. Wow. So awesome. that, that is my pick. Now we both have quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm tempted because I thought you were going to – I figured you'd take a quarterback there just because in this draft, quarterbacks are so loaded. You can walk away with two outstanding quarterbacks right away. Yep. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Eric Dickerson here okay. a little bit. Okay. I am. Are you gonna pick them though? I'm. I'm. I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because my argument here is, Eric Dickerson may be one of the most generationally important running backs we've ever had. Right. And had not just really one career, but two different careers, which never happens to running backs. Right. But that being said, I think I'm gonna pick Dan Marino. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Dan Marino, and I know a lot of folks are probably not going to be a fan of this pick just because he never won a Super Bowl, but he fits within my category of when he fits within the category of he's a player's player. Yeah. If you're a quarterback, most likely Dan Marino's in your top five quarterbacks of all Mm -hmm. time. And I just think that's really important when you're talking about legacy that he is one, again, another prototype of a player that people wanted to be. Yeah. And just think about this. Hall of Fame, nine-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro. He was an MVP in 84. He had a two more eight MVPs in 84 at different places. Wow. Offensive Player of the Year. You name it, he's won it 1998 
Walter Payton Man of the Year. Incredibly important to to Miami, but just as the player, I think he might be <clears throat> one of the most important players in NFL history. Yep. And one of the most talented by far. I mean, 48 touchdowns in one season. His second season he was in the league. That's bonkers. That's amazing. That's modern day numbers before yeah. we, you know, before that was kind of held as the standard. Right. He just threw for touchdowns, 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 yards, had the best arm in football forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to take a risk on Dan Marino's talent, even though there is no Super Bowl on his resume. Okay. So I'll give you, I, I like the pick. I will give you a couple more things about Marino. Yeah, please. Um, number one, um, he played with Miami his whole career. I love that. Yep. That's um, a big, that's a Greg staple. I yeah, love that. Total Greg staple. <laughs> the other thing is in 84, the Dolphins went to the Super Bowl and they lost, I believe, to the Redskins. They got clobbered. Yep. But that was his second year. And I remember everyone saying, because he was so good even then. That's when he hit that 48 touchdown mark. Yeah, he was just incredible yep. for what he was doing. 500 yards, 5,000 yards right. too, before I mean, it was casual. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. And and that 48 touchdowns, think about this. This was an 84. And that record held was held for years and years and years. Finally, Peyton Manning broke it, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but it took, I mean, that record stood for so long. And... Um, I remember everyone saying, and it's still true, um, or it was still true his whole career, that his arm was just a rocket. I mean, he yeah. could throw the ball so hard and so fast and so quick. Now, you see a lot of quarterbacks that can do that today, <laughs> um, but back then that was just unheard of. I mean, he, he just had a missile for an arm. But um, when he went to the Super Bowl in 84, I remember everyone, and they lost, but they were like, oh, Marino, he'll be back. I mean, he's he's just a second-year player. He's got his whole career ahead of him. They never went back to the Super Bowl with the Dolphins. Yeah. And I, That's I, what made me stop yeah. for just a minute. But, I, yeah, you're right. He's just – that arm traveled. Even yeah. for a guy that went to Miami, He he's a Pittsburgh kid. He's in the Hall of Fame, I believe, for college football. Yep. And uh, just incredible. Yep. Just I, I don't even know where to end that, really. He's just an awesome player and one of my favorites of all time. So maybe it's a pick from the heart. Okay. Well, all right. Well, you're up now. All right. How are you well, feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm actually <laughs> going to break the quarterback cycle here. I am yeah. going to go with Eric Dickerson. Nice. Um, so he um, was a running back for the Rams, um, Hall of Famer. Um, I remember watching him play, and he was one of those players where, like, you knew, like, you knew it was him, right? I mean, <laughs> Barry Sanders, some of these other players where it's like if a guy's running the ball, it's sometimes hard to tell like what which player is which, right? Because they yeah. all have uniforms on and helmets and stuff like that. But when Dickerson got the ball, it was just lights out. He was so fast, so good. He could break tackles like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Just, a, just a solid player all around. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he played uh, with the Rams for many years, and then yeah. he switched over and played with Indianapolis for a while. But um, just a great player, um, solid runner back. He's got – the credentials are just off the charts. Yeah, Hall of Fame, yeah. six-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro, All-80s team, Offensive Player of the Year. That's huge at a running back position for right. 86. Um, 83 Offensive Rookie of the Year, Rookie of the Year in multiple categories, all in 83, three-time Offensive Player of the Year. In a different metric, just wherever you look, this guy on the gridiron was must-watch TV. Mm-hmm. Must-watch is right. He was so good. 13,000 yards. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> 90 touchdowns. Like, you just look yeah. at it, over 2,000 rush attempts, almost 3,000. He's only yeah. a couple away. Yeah. 
like the longevity of what he was doing. And he really only played for 10 years, but it feels like he played two different careers. Yeah. Came he, back. Right. He did come back um, and just had another great kind of second half of his career. It was just amazing. So mm. great player, great running back, um, first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah. the whole thing. So if this was a real like fantasy football draft by today's standards, mm-hmm. he'd probably be the first pick. He do you would. think? Just Easily. because of how fantasy is scored. Yeah. Running backs matter so much. But in this case, we're doing this on a, a vote of who we would draft just based on if you know it was fantasy, but also a little bit of real life of who we'd actually love to have on our team. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, it filters back to me. You're on the clock. And this might actually be my most exciting pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go and take a defensive lineman. In Richard Dent. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I am so okay. excited to have him. He's one of my favorite defensive players of all time. Okay. He was a part of the infamous Bears team. He's a Hall of Famer, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion, and a Super Bowl MVP. He absolutely annihilated mm-hmm. the Patriots when he played. <laughs> and I'm super excited just to bring him in. He is just the bar, the gold standard for a defensive end back in the 80s. Right. So he, yeah, keep going. Oh, I was going to say, he. the only thing that, you know, is kind of iffy is when his career was done, it was done. He got passed around a couple of teams at the very end, but a lot of players have that situation. Right. Um, Richard Dent, I believe, also won in our numbers game. This was referring to a different podcast. He's the best 95 we've ever seen. Um, and probably the most impactful, but he played many years in Chicago as a staple there. He played there for 10 years. And then when his career was done in 94, it kind of was over, and it was over really quickly. He went to San Francisco, back to Chicago, Indianapolis, and then Philadelphia and ultimately retired. Right. But the first, I would say, five years of his career, I mean in 84, his second year in the league, he gets 17 and a half sacks. Wow. 85, 17 sacks. <laughs> Next year, 11 and a half, 12 and a half the year after that, 10 and a half, 9, 12, 10 and a half. Just like this wow. guy found his way into the backfield. And the thing was, he really wasn't supposed to just go out there and sack. He was just supposed to disrupt anything he could find. Right. And then you'd have Dan Hampton clean up. Mm-hmm. So I love this idea of plugging him in, just letting him loose, be a wrecking ball, and the stats will find their way to yep. make it work. I like it. And, and, he was believe it, believe it or not, he was drafted really late. Yeah, like fifth round, eighth round, eighth round, eighth oh round. He was, the, he was the two hundred and third overall pick. Wow! Think about that. Um, to for, I mean, for any player to even make it in the NFL in the eighth round is amazing. But he had this Hall of Fame career, so definitely yeah. blossomed later on. Out of Tennessee State, Tennessee which... State, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last player that's been out of Tennessee State. I'm sure there's plenty, but yeah. not your typical college where we're getting a ton of players that get recognized. Yep. But so, I love being able to take a defensive player this time. Oh, guy. yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's he's definitely, yeah, he's got the goods for sure. Right so. on. Well, where are you going oh, with your third pick? That's a good question. So, you there's know There's a what? lot of places, I think. There's here. a lot of places to go here. Um a lot of a lot of different options. I think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna be a homer here. I'm gonna go with Joey Browner. Oh, um, okay, yeah, nice defensive back. Um, he was actually a safety for the Vikings for many years, um, but he was one of those. I mean, 
Yes, the Vikings haven't won a Super Bowl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but don't worry. He played ten years, and he was a, he was a strong safety. You could almost say he was a linebacker. I mean, he played strong safety, but he was a big guy. Um, but he was just dominating. And one of the things that people constantly talked about with him is how strong he was. He was he was into some of the martial arts stuff and whatever. Yeah, um, but he was. Right. Yeah, he was just incredibly strong. And um, I remember somebody asking. I think at the time it was Jerry Burns was the coach of the Vikings. And coach some, Burns. Coach Burns, yeah. <laughs> and somebody asked him, um, who would you, you know, if you had to have one player stop the best running back in the league, who would it be? And without even missing a beat, he said Joey Browner. No question. Yeah. He he was such a good tackler, such a good player for so many years. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Joey Browner. Um, I, I love this pick. I yeah. like that you went up and got the safety too because yeah. in this case – you may have one of the best pound-for-pound tacklers in the game. Mm-hmm. He's a six-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro. And the key to this pick that I really like is he's on the All-80s team. Yes. He's one of the greatest safeties ever to play the game. I'm sure we may even have a discussion in the future about him maybe being in the Hall of Fame just for his accolades. Yeah, right. The only thing that kind of works against him is his career is just not that long. But right. being a safety mm-hmm. and how he played, it makes sense. Yeah. He had a really tough job and it warmed down. Yeah, it really did. I mean, he was like I said, he was a safety, but you could he was a linebacker. He was always in on yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. he was he was right in the middle of every pile. So yeah. and you can up. see too if you ever look at his football reference page, almost every single season he played every single game yeah. except for let me see one, two, three. Yeah, three seasons out of his whole time, and even those he's playing in the double digits. Yeah. Just one season he plays less than he only plays seven. Yeah. So he was always on the field produ- producing. So I love that pick. I think you got a solid guy for your franchise. Awesome. I'll take it. Yeah, well, of course you did. You just did. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, while you were talking about Joey Browner, it gave me a little inspiration. I probably shouldn't say that. But at the same time, my strategy is I want to mix it up. I went heavy on the offense in the first two rounds. I okay. think I'm going to use these next two rounds to kind of solidify my defense. All right. I'm going to take Daryl Green. Oh man, that's a I, great pick. I really, I was, I was surprised I got him here. Um, but what I'm getting is a Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion, All '90s team, and '96 Walter Payton Man of the Year. You love it when guys play yes. all their career on one team. I love a Walter Payton Man of the Year because it means I'm not just getting a good football player, but I'm getting a good locker room guy. Good guy. That's yep. going to be the con- dependable, really, for my franchise. So I love this pick. Personally, he's a defensive back. The main thing that I was looking at is 54 interceptions. Wow. He knew how to play at the cornerback position. He also could play both sides of the field. He started as a left cornerback at Washington and eventually switched to right. Had an incredibly long career, played his entire career with Washington, all the way up to the age of 42. Wow. So he played from age 23 to 42. That's amazing. It is amazing. And he even started all 16 games his final two seasons wow. in the league. I love which that. I think is incredible. And even at 40, he played 13. Yep. I mean, to play at that time and to be that dominant, and to play as long as he did, I think it's a miracle that the guy had this incredible career that, frankly, even modern-day quarterback corners can't play this long. Right. So, no, I mean, I, I really love yeah. I'm just very impressed. <laughs> I, I mean. Yeah, it's it's amazing. His, his uh, 
And he was also a kick returner, believe it or not. Yes, um, yes, yeah. he was. But I tell you what, the thing about him is, and many people probably don't know this, but for uh, probably for every year he played, he was the fastest player in the league. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep, that was his sort of claim. To, I mean, he won Super Bowls <laughs> and stuff, but his claim to fame was he was the fastest player in the year. And I remember when the Vikings would play the Redskins, or yeah, back then they were called the Redskins. Um, <laughs> they, the Washington Commanders. Yeah, Commanders now, right? <laughs> but they would, I mean, it was all about your game plan was to not, you know, go away from Daryl Green because he's so good, so fast, just complete player all around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good pick. Thank you. Good. I was excited to do my research on this draft because you you know a lot of the big names like Marino. This is the quarterback draft right. with Eric Dickerson. Yeah, and then you dive in and you're like, how many Hall of Famers are in this? Mm-hmm. How many players were so productive? Yeah, it's incredible. So I'm excited to see where you go with this next one because okay. there is still a bunch of talent on the board. All right, I am going with Roger Craig, Ooh. running back. Yes, so he's a running I like back. It. Yeah, running back. Offense from, early. Yep, offense early. Um, He's a running back. He played for the 49ers. I remember when the 49ers were the team to beat in the 80s. They were dominating from top to bottom, and Roger Craig was a staple on that team. Um, he was one of the running backs and just absolutely lights out player, four times Pro Bowl, mm. one time All Pro, three times Super Bowl champ, um, 88 player of the year all 80s team just i mean you can go down the whole list here of, of awards that he's i'm really won. jealous of this pick actually yeah. i yeah. wish i would have taken him <laughs> <laughs> i wish he wouldn't have yeah so he played most of his career with the 49ers played one year uh in oakland with the raiders and then he actually played for the vikings for two years but really it's the 49ers years that he that he made his mark and won the super bowls and everything like that so wow Great pick. Roger That's Craig, such a yeah, good pick. Solid player. I mean, 59, 56 touchdowns, mm-hmm. over 8,000 yards, almost 2,000 rushing attempts. Yeah. Just solid running back. You have the two best running backs in this whole draft, <laughs> I think. Yeah, well, I, I mean, hope I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Well, this is where I have a tougher time deciding because okay. this is where we start seeing a lot of talent. But it starts to level out. There's still two guys on the board that I look at, and they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Okay. But at the same time, I need to pick with need. Right. And what I ha- what I know I have is I have two quarterbacks that I really like. I have two defenders I really like. And honestly, it's tough for me not to look at Bruce Matthews. Ah, okay. I remember Bruce Matthews. I'm a, I'm a little torn, but I like Bruce Matthews. He's a player that I... I I do remember in some regard growing up. I uh, I have him as a Hall of Famer, 14-time Pro Bowl, 17-time All-Pro. He's on the All-90s team. He plays for Houston for years and then swaps over to Tennessee. Right. He even plays, well, he plays multiple positions. He plays right guard, center, right tackle, left tackle, right guard, center, left guard. Wow. He'll play whatever I need him to play. Yep. And that's why I really like taking him this high. I'm really torn because I like Jimbo as well, but I think this is my lineman. I like guys that can play multiple positions. He's big. He's 6'5", 305, can move like crazy. I just like mobility. Okay. It's a good pick. I mean, again, lengthy, lengthy career. Um, Played over 20 years, it looks like. Um, yeah, never missed a game, really. Never missed a game. Isn't that amazing? I mean, first, for a lineman. Yeah, yeah, just one year where he plays below 10. 
and then his first year he played he start he played all 16 games only started he, 15 15 yeah. right. and then in Houston in 87 he played eight games started six mm-hmm. otherwise he's an iron man and yeah. I love that love it love it good pick Bruce Matthews nice all right, I'm on the clock here, so I need to start thinking about linemen and, as well. <laughs> yeah, you um, got all the talent in the backfield. Right, was, right. Maybe it's time for a couple linemen up front. Oh, there's so many good ones, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I am going to, you know what, I'm going to jump out a little bit here. Um, all right. And I'm just kind of going through my list here. I think, oh, man, there's so many good ones. I know. There's a lot of really good guys here. Well, I want somebody to count how many times we say that because yeah, I, right. I feel like it's one of those things for us where we're like, oh, yeah, that guy too. This guy. Oh, my um, God. This guy's still okay. on the board. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there are, for some of the listeners, Jimbo Covert is maybe the last Hall of Famer, I think, left on the board for you. Right. Um, there's a couple good tight ends on the board. You could go get a defensive back. Wide receivers are still yeah. available. I I see the name you're looking at. Yeah, I'm gonna and go... I like that one too. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with this one. I'm going with Willie Galt. Love it. Um, he was a receiver for the Bears, the infamous uh, '85 Bears, right? So he mm. played for the Bears for five years, and then the Raiders for like seven years. But again, it was the '85 Bears team that everyone talks about. Um, that's when he won his Super Bowl, and again, great player. Um, you don't, you know, you don't hear a lot of his stats because he is, you know, not he didn't have this outstanding 15, 20 year yeah. career and stuff like that. But I like Willie Galt. I remember watching him on the Bears for many years and just an extremely fast player. Yeah, ridiculously he, fast. To me, he is the original or one of the first. <clears throat> excuse me, big play guys like yeah. drafted to run down the field, and a lot of receivers did do that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But he just did it with a speed and an elegance that was just different. And it was a fun thing to add into a Bears offense that was already kind of goofy and weird with a Walter Payton in the backfield. And then you had um, the BYU quarterback who was uh, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon who was like half blind. (laughs) And then they had these weird wide receivers with like weird gimmicky things. The fridge was in the backfield at some points. Willie Gold was just... (laughs) A stable down the field presence. Right. He scored touchdowns. He scored in the, I believe, in the Super Bowl yep. as well against the Patriots, and just knew how to make big plays. It was the over the top element. So yep. you have a very exciting team <laughs> right now. <laughs> yep, Willie Galt. I'll go with him. All right. Well, I am in between a lot of guys right now, um, but I feel like in my gut, the guy I really want to take. I can probably get a little bit later, and I need to start thinking about running backs. So I'm going to take a swing here with a guy that was taken high in this draft, and he's going to be taken a little lower in ours. I'm taking Kurt Warner, the running back. The running back. Yes, Yes. sir. Um, He's a three-time Pro Bowl. He's a two-time Offensive Player of the Year. He has also got, got a couple awards to him. He's out of Penn State, so I'm going to bet. And maybe my environment helps him succeed and maybe become a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But the talent is there. Yeah. He's got about 1,600 rushing attempts, really closer to 1,700, 6,000 yards. He's got 56 touchdowns. His yards per carry are not very good. And that's where I'm hoping maybe behind my line he's a little bit better. Sure. But ultimately, 
He's a big back that can punch it into the end zone when I need it. And I need a running back right now. I've gone with pretty much everything but. So I need to think about this right now. When I played fantasy football early on, it was the late 80s. And I remember him being one of the always one of the first running backs to yeah. go because he was so consistent and just a great player. I mean, yeah. he was hardly ever hurt. He played 16 games most, most years he played. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this was one I had to learn about more. So I'm glad you brought that up because... To have two running backs go this high in a draft, yeah, filled with quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you knew yeah. he had to be talented, and it wasn't popular by any standard. It still isn't to take a running back very high right. or wide receivers very high. That's right. That's more of a modern thing. So yeah. it just really impressed me, and I, I'm betting on pedigree, basically. All right. I'm, I'm with you. All right. Well, I'm passing it back over to you. All right. It is time for Jimbo Covert nice. to make his appearance. The best mustache in the draft. <laughs> oh, look at that guy. Look at him. Absolutely. Uh. Jimbo Covert. Yeah. No, he was a, a um, offensive tackle. Uh, played for the Bears um, right for on. many years. Again, that 85 Bears team, you could probably pick just about every player off of that team, and they're either in the Hall of Fame or should be. Yes. Every starter, I should say. Yeah. Um, he's one of them. Um, just a solid lineman. He he made you know he made the Bears offense and defense what they are. Um, and if I can add one thing, this is the beauty of the Bears, too, is that they get Jimbo Covert and they draft him pretty high, and there's these great players scattered around, and one of them, the reason really Jimbo goes so high is Dan Marino. They were roommates, and Jimbo was the left tackle for Dan Marino at Penn, or at Ah. Pitt State, or Pitt, excuse me. Yeah, Pitt, right. So the reason the Bears caught on is because Dan Marino was throwing all these crazy passes and games and they looked at who's their left who's the left tackle no Jimbo Coburn. yeah oh my so gosh. that's how it happens so I this weird intertwined story of how players get drafted sometimes it's not always the star it's the guy just off in the peripheral that's actually going to go higher because the need in of that position is right. such demand so that's really cool and yeah. i assume he was left tackle yes right? i believe yeah. he played left tackle yep, the whole time he did. Yep. and he was a super talented left tackle and i actually think he was dan marino's roommate if i remember okay. right so they so, knew each other very well. Right. So what people listening may not know is that um, if you ask just about any coach in the NFL today, they're going to say the most important player or position on their team is quarterback, obviously. The second most important is the left tackle. And the, reason, <laughs> the reason it's the left tackle is because that's the player that protects the blind side of the quarterback. So when the quarterback drops back to pass – Obviously, he's going to see anybody running at him because he can see that way, but he can't see anyone behind him. So that's the most important part of the quarterback to protect is somebody coming from behind him and hitting him because he's not expecting it. Yeah. So that's the left tackle's job. So you will see that um, the left tackle is usually the highest paid lineman, um, at least offensive lineman, because he's the one who his he's got the most important <laughs> job. He has to protect the blind side. So. Um, yeah. You're making me regret my Bruce Matthews pick. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. You got a great lineman. He's one of my favorites in this. And it was a tough choice between him and Bruce Matthews. I chose Matthews because of the longevity. But, yeah. I Jimbo mean, Covert. Yeah. Covert is, I mean, the gold standard when it comes to left tackles in this era. Yeah, in this era. And, and again, every era you're going to have two or three guys that are just absolutely oh. a rock-solid line. And to have that... I mean, mm-hmm. it's a quarterback's best friend is their left tackle for sure. So wow. All right, so that's my pick. Awesome, that's a great pick, and I'm jealous of it. <laughs> I am just reviewing a couple of things on my end. 
But now what I'm kind of breaking down is I'm just looking at statistics and I'm asking myself what players make sense in their system and what succeeded or maybe over succeeded, what their expected value was. Okay. And that ended on Henry Ellard. Oh, okay. I remember so him. Henry yeah. Ellard, three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, played most of his career with the Rams, finished up with Washington and New England. Mm-hmm. Just a solid player. Um, had 814 receptions, almost 14,000 yards. Yep. He had, on average, 17 yards after the after the catch. 65 touchdown point or 65 touchdowns and I also read the fantasy points. He scored almost 1767 points in fantasy, which is wow. kind of funny that they keep that stat. Yeah. But I just really liked him because he's a proven wideout, he's a producer, he could be your wideout 1, wideout 2. He had a couple years where he was just incredibly explosive. I'm looking at 88 in particular where he had 14 or 1414 yards. In a single season. Wow. And then the next year it's 13, 12, 10. And then he jumps back up a couple years later to 13, 10, 10. Just every wow. single year he's on the field, he's running and gunning. And yep. he's a really powerful offensive weapon. And I like the idea of going down the field. And I got to keep up with your Willie Galt idea. <laughs> right. Well, that's a great pick. I mean, Henry, I remember his name. I remember watching him. Great player. Um, explosive. That's a great way to, to paraphrase he is such a good playmaker. Yeah. Um, he just extremely fast, always had something to be worried about if you're the defense. Um, <laughs> just a solid player. So I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. And look at, I mean, to be honest, he didn't have a lot of great quarterbacks thrown to him. So no. I always think of that too when I look at these great players. It's like, who did they have around them? And yeah. if they didn't have a lot of you know other Hall of Famers, so to speak, and they still put up these numbers, they, they must have been really good. Yeah. Produced in spite. Yep. That's insane. Exactly. Yep. All, All right. right. Where are you at now? Well, I am going to really, really dig into the archives here. I have yeah. one player that I really like. Um, yeah. And if you need to take your time, I think we'll, we'll also give an update with who we've drafted. Because okay. I have two quarterbacks. Yep. I have a running back. I still need one. I have a wide receiver. I still need one. I need a tight end. I need a flex, and I need one more defensive back. Okay. And I have uh, one quarterback, two running backs, one wide receiver, one defensive player, one lineman. So oh, God. I have kind of one of each in a way. I like it. You've you've really spread it out, and then you also you are the running back king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to pick. Um, a player that was actually the second to the last pick in the oh, draft. Oh, yes. <laughs> you knew I was going to do that? A little bit, but yeah. I thought I could sneak him in there just I am spite. picking AC, Anthony oh. Carter. He was actually picked in the 12th round, second to the last pick, um, right after Scott Lindquist and right before John Tuggle. Um, <laughs> what a great name. Yeah. But Anthony Carter, um, he was a wide receiver for the Vikings, um, and he played a couple years in Detroit, but most mm-hmm. of his career was with the Vikings. Yeah. Um, he was one of those players where it's like, man, he was a playmaker, loved watching him when I was growing up or yeah. whatever. And um, Just a fun player fun to have. Fun player to have around, yep. Oh. Now, I remember he and Chris Carter overlapped a few years as well. So to have the two <laughs> Carter receivers was always a lot of fun in the Vikings. And, you know, they had some pretty good teams. They never yeah. made it to the Super Bowl, but well, they had some good teams. Yeah. Um, and he was always a big part of their offense. Uh, three-time pro-, pro bowler, um, just 
over 7,000 yards receiving in his career, 55 touchdowns, solid player. Um, and he played, you know, every game just about. A um, couple years he only played a few, but for the most part he's playing either every single game or almost every game, um, just showing his his longevity and his, his dura- um, durability, really. Yeah. So. It, he's one of the biggest what if players in this draft. Yeah. That what if he played with Marino? What right. if he played alongside a <laughs> John Elway? What kind of a player would he have been? And yeah. he did have some nice quarterbacks with with Minnesota, and we don't want to downplay that. Right. But he clearly is again one of these guys that maybe succeeded in spite of some bad situations and not ever kind of getting the big break to move on to the big stage. Right. Yep. I agree. I think a lot of you know a lot of players in the NFL. You have to ask that. Barry Sanders always comes to mind. Yes, he was such yes. a good running back. But he had a terrible. He played on an awful team for years, <laughs> and it's like, what if he had a really good line? Or like, what, yeah, if he kept playing, he might beat Emmett Smith's rushing right, record. Like he right. retired without the interest to chase that anymore. I know, I know, and it just, it, yeah, it's just really unfortunate. But mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I always think about that. So yeah, well, all right. You were on the clock. You were on pick number eight. Yeah, and I'm between a couple players right now, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm wavering a bit between which side of the ball I want to pick. Uh-huh, I'm, okay. I'm this is the first time where usually I know I'm gonna take a defensive player here. Right. So I'm just comparing defensive players. Uh-huh. But this is the first time where I'm looking at a couple guys mm. on both sides of the line that I really like. And frankly, I the way you cornered the market with running backs, <laughs> I think I'm going to do with defensive backs, and I'm going to take Albert Lewis. Oh, I um, like it. Albert Lewis is a four-time Pro Bowler and two-time All-Pro. He played for the Kansas City Chiefs as well as the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. So the reason I'm grabbing him is now I have the first and second most intercepted or oh. biggest interceptors of sure. this draft. Okay. He has 42 interceptions and a touchdown to his name, but don't let that surprise you. He played a long time in the NFL from 83 all the way to 98. He retired at the ripe age of 38 years old. Whoa. Um, but played an awful amount of games. 16, barely ever missed a game until he had this weird down period in 91 and 92 bounced back and finished his final season playing 15 games nice so i really like him because even when he wasn't at his best he's an awesome depth player you could play him in the nickel you could play him on the left and on the right Mm -hmm. i like that kind of thing he also played free safety at one point he changed his position at the final year now what i've read is just because he was a smart player Mm -hmm. and he could slide into that spot Right. even though it's not ideal. But I just like that I get a player that can play a really important position for a long time and do it at a high level. Very cool. like the pick a lot. That's that's solid. Love it. All right. Um, I am now going to break the mold a little bit. Nice. Um, and I am going to start thinking about, you're not going to believe it. Well, you are going <laughs> to believe it. <laughs> oh, I hope you're taking who I think you're taking. Right. So, um I'm looking at a tight end, and the tight end field, honestly, wasn't that deep in this draft. Um, yeah, this is going to be a tough one for us to pick. Yeah. Um, I honestly am going to take um, probably Mike Malarkey. Um, mm. He's the tight end from the 49ers. Um, well, he actually, no, I'm sorry, for the Vikings. He played for the Vikings and then the Steelers for a few years. Um I don't know a lot about him, to be honest with you. But No, that's um, fine. This is a tough one for us. Yeah, but he was uh, tight end. Let's see. 
102 receptions, over 1,200 yards receiving, um, scored nine touchdowns, 173 fantasy points. Um, which <laughs> it, I always say, if you can get anything out of your tight end in fantasy football, oh my you're gosh, that's great. a godsend. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to yeah. draft or so, get good tight ends in fantasy drafts. Right. So. So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here because he played for the Vikings, but um, but still, you know what? I'll take Mike Malarkey as the I, tight end. I think that's a completely fair pick because the stats are argued that he might be one of the best tight ends in this draft. I'm not surprised you're taking him first right? Um, because this is the thinnest position in a very loaded draft, and yeah. we need to get a couple tight ends out of here. Right. And the thing is there are two, three, four, five of them that are reasonable they just don't have the accolades that the rest of these players do. Right. Um, where we're looking at Hall of Famers and multiple-time Pro Bowlers. Here, you're lucky if you get a Super Bowl winner. Right. So right. I completely understand um, that pick entirely, and I, I think that's probably the steal of the draft. You got maybe <laughs> the best tight end that I was never even going to look at. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Oh, man. Um, I, I am back on the clock and just, I have not been doing my homework. And just so you know, you can't pick a quarterback, yeah, I can't. a lineman, no. or a defensive back. No, all I have is a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end, and a flex. I could use a flex here. Okay. Um, And what I'm thinking about right now is because you have multiple rushers that are really, really good running backs. And I only have one guy that's kind of so-so. I kind of feel like I need to secure that line okay. before you get to your flex. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go and grab Ernest Jackson, Okay. who, again, doesn't have a ton of accolades, but he's a two-time pro bowler. And out of all the running backs we have, you have the first and second best rushers. I have the third, and now I have the fourth. There you go. So I'm just sticking to the numbers here. He's a good touchdown scorer. He's got 22, and my hope is maybe in a better system, he survives a little bit longer. He has too short of a career, but I really need a talented running back here, and my hope is maybe my franchise helps him a little bit more. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll take it. And again, he played for the Chargers, uh, Eagles for one year, and then finished up with the Steelers. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, Chris he's Jackson. just yeah. nice player when he played, just didn't play very long. Right, right. Okay. Well, my turn now, and I am <laughs> now. It's getting really tough, right? Um, there, there are still some guys I'm looking on the board right now, and I'm like, how are they still available? But yet, because of kind of the crunch that we have, it's getting hard. Right, right. Well, I don't need to get a quarterback because you've maxed out your quarterbacks, so I can wait on that. <laughs> that was my debate when I was looking at the right. running backs too. I was like, is, is he moving for one? I, right. I need to be safe. Yeah. Um, let me just do a quick scan here. I think I'm going to go... Uh, oh, are you going to take another and take... Oh, I know. Oh, oh no. Well, actually, i got a better <laughs> list over here. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's... Oh, okay. You might have stolen another one. So my, my pick is Carl Mecklenburg. Um, he's a linebacker defensive end. So I guess... I, yeah, you can put him in line, or you can put him in linebacker, I guess. I guess I'll put him in the line I, Yeah, it doesn't bug um, me too much. So, Okay. There's so many good players here. It's just fun to rattle them off. Yeah. So so anyway, um, Carl Mecklenburg, he, was, he played for the Broncos his whole career. Um, number 77, I remember seeing him many times on the field. Um, <laughs> good old 77, um, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. 
Um, just a solid player. He had 79 sacks, which is a decent number for yeah. sure. Uh, over 1,100 solo tackles, 16 forced fumbles. Um, part of those, you know, those Bronco teams that some years were kind of lean, some years were really good. Um, but just one of those staples, um, inside linebacker, either left or right, so he could play either side of the field. Um, and he played middle linebacker, actually, for one year in Denver as well. So uh, they must have switched from a 3-4 to a 4-3 or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, great overall player. I, I like him. I think he's a solid defense defensive player. Right on. Well... I can't argue with any of that. Okay. He he was on my big my big board list, and if we were doing just a regular redraft, I think he's maybe in the top ten for what he was doing. Okay. He was a really solid player. Um, that I it only makes sense you pick him there. It, yep. It's just an awesome spot. Thanks. Um, moving back wow. to me though. So I have a couple of needs yet, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick an area and I'm going to lock it down. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Mark Clayton. Ah, He's a wide receiver. Yeah. He played for Miami, and he also played for my Packers a while ago. Yeah. Um, only for a single year. But I'm just going after people that produced at a reasonable level. And for him, awesome wide receiver. Had a couple years where he was a highlight. He was yeah. five years all pro. Yep. Um, or pro bowl, excuse me. And then had 582 receptions. Averaged 15 yards after the ki- or after the catch. And then at 84 touchdowns, hmm. I love a guy that just finds his way into the end zone, and Clayton is one of these guys. Yep. Um, so he was my pick here because I just want to lock down some more offense and get some more touchdowns in my corner. So a couple of interesting things about him. Number one, he had both Dan Marino and I probably would say Brett Favre throwing to him in his career, right? Ninety-three. Uh, I think, yeah, 93 might have been Brett's first year because I okay. think he was still on the Falcons in 92. Okay, so that's pretty cool. But that also, cool. he was only 5'9". And yeah, he's about, not big. He's a Not speedster. big at all, but he was yeah really fast, so <laughs> he would have to get open. But yeah, I remember I remember Mark Clayton and Marino would... would uh, I mean, that was a common thing to see in Miami was Marino with Clayton for another touchdown, right? So, <laughs> yeah. In fact, in 1984, the year the Dolphins went to the Super Bowl, he had 18 touchdowns, which is really good. I mean, that's more than one a game, which is crazy. Wow. So, yeah. Good player. I like it. Mark Clayton. All right. Cool. All right. I am back on the clock here. Um, I'm going to – let's see. My line is filled out. Tight end is done. I'm going to look at uh, probably – okay. I'm going to look for another cornerback or safety. All right. So. <laughs> this me. is what it's like in the war room, don't you think? Right. This is probably oh, what it's absolutely. like. Absolutely, yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, oh no it's okay we're like digging through this list so what folks probably can figure out once you get on pro football reference is that we just started sorting by players yards touchdowns everything so we're doing this like a live draft where we're just kind of cycling through and making decisions on the fly and that was kind of the fun part of it it's just going off of instinct and finding what you need and making this fantasy draft really intriguing that we don't have time to prepare that we just have to dive straight in (laughs) and deal with this on the go um with all of that being said i mean i'm still looking at this page and i'm still finding talent even in odd positions that we probably aren't thinking about like the amount of talented fullbacks in this draft right it's crazy 
And then I'm also looking at quarterbacks. If you argued you want to do the super flex and then turn that into another quarterback spot, mm-hmm. there's two more quarterbacks out there that I would love to consider in a super flex option, but we can hold off on that because I know you're still looking at stuff. Yeah. Um, another thing about this draft that I think is really interesting is just the rate at which the quarterbacks went in the first round. There's six quarterbacks that go in the first round. Wow. And it's insane to believe that that many can go again until we had the Baker Mayfield draft where it was right. Baker, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and then I believe Lamar went later. He went like 31st overall. So this is a draft that it's taken a long time to recreate, and I think it might be that draft where we see all of these quarterbacks come out and really, we might have a bunch of Hall of Famers just stuffed in there as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, there's there's a lot of, the last, well, even last year, the, the quarterback class that came out um, was stacked. I mean, it was just, yeah. you're going to see a lot of those guys in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah. All right, so I am going to go, and again, this is a little bit Homer-ish, I guess, but uh, <laughs> Carl Lee. Carl, oh. Yeah, Carl Lee, Viking. Um, Yes, I like Vikings, I guess. That's okay. But but I remember him playing. uh, His defensive back was a great player for the Vikings. He really was. Uh, He went to the Saints his last year, but spent all of his career pretty much with the Vikings. Um, One of those players that I remember seeing him play and just a really good player. Yeah, Um, 31 interceptions. That's awesome. Yep, 352 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Mm -hmm. So he took it to the house a couple times. But um, just an overall great player. He had a great year in 88. Um, I think that was one of the years the Vikings got to the the NFC Championship game and lost, um, which they always do, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, he played right cornerback, left cornerback as well, so he could play all over the field. Uh, he actually played free safety one year, so very talented, very versatile player, uh, very solid. He played pretty much all 16 games other than a couple years. Yeah. He played the whole season. So, um, yeah, good player. I like. I remember Carl Lee, and I remember he was really good. So. Yeah, I, I actually surprise pick, but I understand why you take him. Like, yeah. There are so many good defensive backs that sometimes you just got to go off the eye test and what you remember. Right. And the thing is, he has the stats to be in this draft. He and does. Even though he might not be on my big board, it's great that our big boards are different because, yeah, this just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going. So I am going to – I'm in between two players, and I think okay. what I'll do is I'm going to use my flex okay. option, and I think I'm going to surprise you. Okay. Um, I am going to take Larry Kinbrew. Okay. He's a fullback. And he's one of the highest scoring players in terms of touchdowns in this entire draft. Okay. He has 44 touchdowns to his name, 3,133 rushing yards, over 779 attempts. He's a fullback that basically got a lot more use than most fullbacks do. Sure. And he can kind of play both the running back position and the fullback position. All so right. I'm taking him for both. On my list, I have him as a couple years in Cincinnati, played fullback. By today's standard, he's a running back. Running back. Okay. Larry Kinderbrew. Yeah. From Cincinnati and Buffalo for a couple of years. Yeah, nice. there's probably more guys out there that I'm probably <laughs> missing. But for me, I'm I'm just chasing touchdowns. I'm chasing yards. Right. I like using that as my flex for right now and then learn my lessons later. <laughs> All right. Hey, I have no problem with that. That sounds good. All right. I am on the clock, and I need to fill my flex and a quarterback. So I'm going to start with the flex player, I think, and then okay. save my quarterback. And you know what? We forgot to do kickers and whatever, but I guess we don't have to worry about kickers. There's only, there's only one 
player that I don't think we'll draft that I think we, we do need to mention. Um, and it, while you're searching, I'm okay pulling him up. Okay. Um, Reggie Robbie oh, was somebody Reggie that Roby. I would. Yeah. Roby, thank yeah. you. Sorry about that. Dolphins, right? Yes, yes. sir. Three-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, All-80s team. He's maybe widely considered one of the best punters history of the game definitely yes. in the 80s mm-hmm. played for miami for years went to washington tampa houston tennessee and san francisco very cool um just a tremendous player played many many games was yeah. one of the top punters for years and years and years he's just a great value pick and i'm surprised he snuck into this draft at all many people don't think a highlight of a draft is taking a punter but I think the Dolphins would consider that a, a big win. Oh yeah, I mean to have a to have a kicker or I call a specialty player, right? Kicker, mm-hmm. punter, whatever for for decades or you know for for more than ten years is is amazing to not have to worry about that. Take it from somebody who is a fan of a team that recycles kickers all the time. <laughs> um, it's really nice to have a kicker or a punter or somebody who you just know is going to be there. Don't have to worry about it. Um, so yeah. yeah, Reggie Roby. I remember watching him too. He's a great player. So, nice. all right, for my flex player, I am going to pick uh, Gary Anderson. Now, don't get confused here. That's not Gary Anderson, the kicker. This is Gary Anderson, <laughs> the running back. Um, he played uh, for San Diego and then Tampa for a few years. One year in Detroit, um, but um, really, you know, he was a Pro Bowler for one year. Good player. Uh, rushed for over three thousand yards. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, over 3,000 yards, had 16 touchdowns, uh, 800 over 800 fantasy points, if that means yeah. um, anything. He did have a contract dispute in 1989. I'm not sure what that was all about. But anyway, um, that's my running back. That's my flex player. I like it because it, it feels like a great pick that would naturally fit into a fantasy team of an upside. Like right. Maybe if a couple things don't bounce the way they did, that contract dispute, a couple injuries. He's yeah. an awesome rusher. He's a talented player. It makes sense that you'd consider him here, um, and it only feels natural in a fantasy draft to take a couple swings at players that maybe if you played their career again, right, they might have a better upside. Yep, and I, I think, again, he's one of those players that he's not going to get you uh, one or two touchdowns a game, but if he can get, get you in a fantasy world, if he can get you, I don't know, maybe eight a year or something like that, yeah. it's just you know bonus, right? Yeah, and bonus maybe get him in a better situation. Right. So, yeah, like that pick. Think it, right. it, that's a really interesting one. He's one of the top seven or eight touchdown scores in this whole draft. Yeah. So I think you got a little bit of best of both worlds. He's scoring touchdowns even when he's not producing high amount of volume in runs. Right. So for me, the only thing I have left to pick is a tight end, okay. and you have a quarterback. Right. So I weighed my options. I'm going to take Jamie Williams. Okay. He's a Super Bowl champion, and the big difference maker for me is he has the most receptions and yards in this entire draft. Wow. He is 100, or just for tight ends, I should yeah, clarify. Right, right. 181 receptions and almost 2,000 yards receiving. Wow. He has 11 touchdowns, which isn't that many, but I like a tight end that at least is active in receiving. At this point in time, tight ends are more seen as just an extent of the offensive line and are right. very rarely used really almost the amount like trick plays were. They weren't used right. that commonly. So to find a tight end that was an active part of offenses is awesome. He played for Seattle, Houston, San Francisco, and the Raiders. Cool. Had a nice long career. Did pretty well with yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. Not digging into it too deep. I just like guys that win Super Bowls are, are a valued piece, and teams want to have them. Yep. Love it. Jamie Williams. 
All right. <clears throat> I am on my last pick, which happens, has to be a quarterback. Um, and looking into the deep pool of quarterbacks, of course, <laughs> um, there are only a couple that I would consider. Um, but I am going to go with... Oh, I mean, this is going to be really interesting to see what I'm you torn, take. I'm torn, actually. I'm torn I, between two. I have a couple on my big board if you if you want any assistance, because I did look into these stats way too much. <laughs> Might I suggest Ken O'Brien? I was thinking about him, or I was thinking about Gary Kubiak, actually. Oh, Kubiak's a good one, too. Yeah, but I, that, oh, Both are good. Yeah. I, I looked at Ken O'Brien, and I'm not trying to sway you here, yeah. but two-time pro bowler, and for me... He he has twenty five thousand passing yards in a very short amount of time right. on the Jets. Yeah, on the which, Jets, <laughs> which is saying something. And right. he played a deceptively long time. I think it's ten years. Yeah. Um. So I looked at him on my big board. I did not look at Kubiak. However, you've found talent where I don't always see it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go against your gut. Well, I'd like Kubiak in the sense that um, Kubiak is just—he's so good too. He's so good. Yeah, yeah he's so good. Um, like you can't go wrong with him. Right. But you know what? I—I'm gonna stick with what you're saying. I think Ken O'Brien's a solid. I mean, again, to put up these kind of numbers on the Jets—that's saying something, right? Yeah, 128 um, touchdowns. He had a lot of interceptions. That's the tough part. Right. The ratio is not great, but 25,000 yards. Amazing. In 10 years with the Jets crazy yeah yeah i think that's just an awesome that's just a what if player for me that's another one that goes on this list of the talent is clearly there but how do we know we got the best out of them do we will we really ever know and i don't think i don't think we did i think if you play his career 10 times over this is one of the worst versions of it i think so too yeah and it's and you see this a lot actually where a, a quarterback will just get put into the wrong system or not have the talent around him not that every quarterback should have, you know, Hall of Fame players around him all the time, but yeah, yeah, and to only play ten years, um, you know, he probably could have played more if he wasn't getting sacked all the time, right? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, like sixty-two sacks yeah. one year, yeah, fifty sacks. I know. Going down the line, 22, 62, 40, 50, 37, 50, 34, 33, 10, 15. Think about that to get sacked sixty-two times a oh year. Oh my god! I mean, and. Uh, I mean, he he still threw for over 3,000 yards, close to 4,000 yards. Right. Like, he somehow figured it out. Yeah. And now his interception rate is pretty high, but all the same. Yeah. Just awesome. He is, yeah, somebody that I wish, maybe if he played in present day, Mm -hmm. too, the throwing action, that would have been fun. But um, it's a big what if, and I think you take the swing, especially with a guy that throws up stats like that, especially fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, that rounds out our draft. Yeah. So why don't you start? Who did you get? Okay. I drafted my first. I'll just go down the list of my picks. First yeah. pick was Jim Kelly, quarterback. Eric Dickerson, running nice. back. He was my second pick. My third pick, I went defense, Joey Browner. Love it. Then I went back to a running back and Roger Craig. Um, and then honoring the 85 Bears, Willie Galt, my <laughs> my wide rec- my first wide receiver. I think that was the most surprising of all of them. Yeah. I love that pick. I love that pick too. Uh, then I went Jimbo Corbett, uh, left tackle, um, solid player. Anthony Carter was my next pick, um, wide receiver for the Vikings. Then Mike Malarkey, tight end. Carl Mecklenburg, uh, another lineman. And then Shockingly I, late. Yeah, very. 
And then I went Carl Lee, um, one of the um, defensive backs for the Vikings for many years. He was a great player. Uh, Gary Anderson, not the kicker. (laughs) Uh, He was my second to the last pick, and then I rounded out my draft with Ken O'Brien, quarterback. Now let's hear yours. Yeah, I have uh, from top to bottom, I got John Elway and Dan Marino as my two quarterbacks. Wow. Kurt Warner and Ernest Jackson as my running backs. Okay. Henry Ellard and Mark Clayton as my wide receivers. Jamie Williams, the tight end, mm-hmm. um, solid yard catching tight end yeah. for me. Larry Killebrew or Kilbrew, excuse me. I'm yep. still in Minnesota, so I always think Killebrew. <laughs> Kilbrew, who's fullback, tight end, flex player, and then my line is Richard Dent, wow. and I got an offensive lineman in Bruce Matthews, Very which I probably cool. reached a little bit, but I'm glad I got the utility out of him. Yeah. And then I'm really happy with my defensive backs. I got Daryl Green and Albert Lewis. I love it. I, I like honestly, I like your team way better than mine. <laughs> I do. I don't know about that. You, I mean, you got you got the running back situated. Well, your fantasy yeah. team would actually be really yeah, pretty fun. Might be better, but but you got the quarterbacks, and then of course uh, Richard Dent is yeah. just he was so dominant. Yeah, and so. I just. I hate saying this, but I started leaning on one stat more than the others, which is something I should probably turn away from. But I went for touchdown leaders and yards leaders, and I got the two most touchdown or throwing quarterbacks. Sure. I got two top five running backs when it comes to yards, and then when it comes to wide receivers, two of the top ten scoring players in the entire draft. Right, right. So I was just pretty happy to go with that strategy, but I also like that you were able to go with – your eye and what you knew about these players and how they're actually utilized versus what the stats say. Cause right. some of the players I had to reach because frankly, I just didn't know like what's the best way to use this player other than just rely on their stats to kind of get a peek at what they were like. Right. One thing I like to do when I go back and look at these drafts, especially when the NFL used to have 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have seven now, don't they? Something like that. But yeah, um, something. I like to look at how many, how many first rounders did not either make it in the NFL or play much? Oh, there's so many yeah. in this too. And if like I'm just looking at this, zero games, yeah, played, zero games played, uh, got ga- cut at camp. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just to think about that. And then of course the flip side of that is how many players go in late rounds that are superstars. Right. Everyone talks about Tom Brady was the 199th overall pick in his draft and of course look what he did and then we talked even in this draft anthony carter being the second to the last pick overall yeah and he's one of our favorite players out of this draft yeah he was the 334th pick (laughs) and he just had a great career you know so it's just funny i like to look back and see what players you know made it and didn't make it um, yeah draft is low in this yeah yeah you're right there people are pretty spread out right and then it's also interesting to see like who took the gamble and it paid off. Right. Like Willie that. Golt went high mm-hmm. in this draft. He was the 18th pick as a wide receiver. That's not as common yeah. to take a wide receiver that high. Right. He hit. He was a he was a make, and he was a solid piece for a very important team in the history of football. Mm-hmm. Yep. So awesome. Well, thank you for suggesting this. This was a yeah. lot of fun. I hope we get to do it again and do the fantasy style of these drafts because it just took a really awesome draft that we had already. And we got to pick even more players out of it, which I think is worth it. Um, in total, we picked 24 players, I believe, whereas usual, yep. we'd usually pick only 14. Right. So it was a lot of fun to do it this way. So hopefully we get to do it in the future. Awesome. Sounds good. 
Awesome. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show, I don't know, maybe send us your mock drafts, your favorite fantasy team out of this. You can go to our website at that'sadumrule.com. You can also listen to past podcasts there if you want. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule.